Welcome to The One Guys Show, where we're going to be bringing you nutritional and mindset insights to help you gain nutritional freedom, lose weight faster, build a winner's mindset, all without the stress, guesswork, and sacrifice that you're used to. Now, this podcast specializes in helping women break free from the dieting shackles that society has placed them in and provides them with a clear path to success. So let's dive in. Welcome back, team, to another episode of The One Guys Show. I can only apologize for probably the fifth or maybe sixth time of us saying that this time is different and we're going to crush it. Life, as we all know, has been uh, throwing curveballs, me more so than ever. I've had all sorts of stresses, life-changing things happen, and that is honestly why I've been a little bit able. But my promise to myself as of this week is to turn up, show up, on every single platform, every single available thing that we do. And the podcast is going to include that. I've already done two lives this week on my social media. I'm jumping on this podcast on my own because Mr. Hayden Roll, he's not feeling too great. He was meant to be away this weekend, so that's why he isn't here. Um, So it's just me on a solo one. But here we are nonetheless, and we're going to be dropping, as per usual, some knowledge bombs to you guys to make sure that you lose the weight that you want to lose, you get unstuck from where you are, and you crush your goals in 2023. And that is the most important part. Now, as much as my editor will probably hate this, because I'm sure there's maybe some potential background noise, because I'm on my walking pad. So for those of you who don't know what a walking pad is, a walking pad is basically a mini treadmill, right? It doesn't have a front, doesn't have any screen or anything. It literally is just a pad that rotates under. But what it does is with, I've got a standing desk, it allows me to actually walk. So right now, as I'm recording this podcast, I am literally walking on my um, walking pad in front of my laptop, staring at my recording equipment with my microphone. It's quite hard actually to walk and talk into a microphone at the same time. I'm trying to stay as close as possible so it doesn't sound like I'm really far away and you can still hear me loud and clear. But I'm actually getting in my steps and it's quite ironic that I'm getting in my steps and it's quite fitting for what I wanted to talk about today, which is about your knee. So today's episode, without further ado, is going to be all about your knee. It probably won't be as long. They never are when they're, you know, we're on, on our own because we don't manage to, you know, have to be fair, I could probably talk to myself for well over an hour if I really wanted to, but I'm sure I'd bore you guys and you guys are like, shut up, Ryan, whatever it is you're doing. But just know that we are back with the weekly podcast every single week, dropping bombs, helping you guys out, answering questions, all that good stuff. So make sure if you haven't, like, subscribe, share the hell out of it. If you share this and tag me, I will send you four recipe books. How about that? Every person that shares this podcast and tags me in it or just screenshots your share and shows me you shared it, I'll give you four recipe books for free, which actually is over 120 recipes just for you because I'm that kind of nice person. But anyway, less talking rubbish and more action on the podcast, Ryan Smith. So today we're going to talk about knee. Knee is a underrated thing and one of a valuable one of the most valuable tools on your weight loss journey. And we're going to start by talking about energy balance. So when it comes to losing weight, every single one of us has something called a TDEE, which is our total daily energy expenditure, which basically in short means this is how many calories that you burn per day. Now, most people think that we only burn calories. You know, when I say about a calorie deficit, a lot of people are like, okay, cool. So I've got to eat less than I burn. So I need to eat like 2000 calories. I just got to make sure I've got to go to the gym and I've got to burn 2,500 calories. And I'm like, absolutely not. You'll be in there 50 hours. And what you've got to realize is you burn calories through lots of different things. Now, exercise, fun fact, exercise only burns and is equated to 
about 5% of the calories that you burn per day. It's not actually that high, right? A lot of us think, oh yeah, we burn a lot of calories, but you don't burn as many calories as you think. Now actually, 70% of the calories that you burn is literally by just being alive, moving and walking around. 70%, right? This is amazing, right? This is literally amazing. This is your... um, it's, it's, it's the biggest like factor when it comes to how many calories you burn on a daily basis. And this is why we talk about this is because actually you burn 70% of your calories just by being alive and being you, right? So this is pretty cool. But obviously we don't just sit around. So we obviously need to multiply that and do things. And this is where obviously everything comes into play, such as burning calories through eating, exercising, than everything else, basically. So when it comes to losing weight, one of the biggest things that we want to make sure we're doing is we're obviously getting our output up. We're obviously wanting to eat less calories than we burn. And obviously, when we go to the gym, it's quite hard to burn a lot of calories. And our NEAT, which is our non-exercise activity thermogenesis, with the amount of activity calories that we burn outside of activity in the gym. So 70% is just our couch potato calories, right? This is how many calories that we burn just by lying in bed. I think I got that slightly skewed earlier, but yeah, our, our 70% of the calories that you burn in a day are literally from just lying in bed doing nothing. We call them our couch potato calories, right? But our NEAT, our NEAT is equated to 10, 15%. So our NEAT is actually worth more than our exercise, but that makes sense, right? If you think about it, we exercise maybe like three to five times a week. That's only, you know, on average, say people train for an hour, just to keep the math simple here for Ryan, three hours to five hours a week. Whereas your NEAT, which is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, which is walking, cooking, cleaning, fidgeting, well, we do that all the time, right? We're doing that every hour for every day. I'm doing it now as I've got hiccups on my treadmill whilst walking. And so this is where I'm like, look, exercising is great, right? It's great for your fitness, mental health, physical health, longevity, well-being, healthy heart and lungs. It enables us to build muscle, get strong, you know, prevent issues, especially for women as we come into the menopause, such as sarcopenia, which is a fancy word for muscle loss. Don't let me, don't, I'm not going to let you make me sound smart. I'm not going to allow you to think that I'm smart. It's just a fancy word, sarcopenia. Osteoporosis, which is obviously brittle, like brittle bones and obviously bone loss and therefore bones that aren't as strong in more layman's terms. So exercising is important, but it doesn't burn as many calories as you think. So neat. Getting out, moving, staying active, just in general terms, is worth so much. It's worth nearly three times as much as your exercise. And this is why it's so important to make sure when you are on a weight loss journey that you are active because it is a big chunk of your daily calories that you burn each and every day. And it's super duper simple. So when it comes to on you now know that it's obviously worth 10 to 15%, right? So, you know, for the majority of us, it's worth quite a lot of calories that we burn each day through it. Now, when it comes to neat, obviously naturally it's gonna add up. You know, we're moving, we're talking, we're fidgeting, we're cooking, we're cleaning, we're at work, we're writing on a whiteboard if you're a teacher, we're typing on a keyboard if maybe you're an accountant, whatever that might be, right? So you're kind of doing these movements. And what you gotta realize is that the reason that they burn calories is because you're moving your arms and moving your legs, right? So you're moving your bones, which is the muscles are what move your bones. And to contract muscles, it needs energy, right? We can't move ourselves without energy. Energy is needed for everything. Now, our knee is really, really super duper important. 
because it is low level impact, low level recovery, it's super easy and low level overall stress. Exercise obviously causes stress, right? Exercise is a stress to the body, we need to have an ability to recover from it. When we're in a calorie deficit, we don't have as much capabilities to recover from exercise because we're not giving our bodies enough energy to do that, right? So it takes us longer to recover. The thing is, is that when it comes to neat, like going out and getting a walk, you don't need recovery, right? You don't need to recover from a walk. It doesn't cause much stress. It's super simple and easy to do and everyone can do it. Apart from obviously if you're in a wheelchair, then it's a little bit different, but you can go out for a stroll still. I say that in part and you're probably thinking, Ryan, you can't talk about people in a wheelchair like that. I've got a disabled brother. He would be wetting himself if he heard me say that. And it made me smile as I say it, because I was like, if I mentioned him, that I mentioned him in this podcast, he will probably be wetting himself as well. So we can go out for walks. It's super low impact, right? So it doesn't need any recovery from your body. It's super low stress. One of the things that we often hear, right, is that it's so stressful in life to cook our meals or get ourselves to the gym. Well, going for a walk or just trying to be active by taking the stairs or parking further away from the shops, these kind of things that help get your steps up, they aren't stressful, right? It's not going to cause you stress going for a 20-minute walk. Like, no one goes, oh, I couldn't get my steps and I was so stressed. It's like people are like, yeah, I just went for a nice walk. It was really good. I felt great about it. Or yeah, I took the stairs today. I parked further away and I made sure that I got up every hour from my desk today at the office and just went for a little stroll around the office to get my steps up, right? It's not stressful. It doesn't require recovery and it's super easy to do. Now, when it comes to obviously your knee, there's always the, the secret rule, right? First and foremost. So the first thing is that it's super easy to do. It's low stress, low impact, doesn't need recovery, right? The thing is also is that it's really good for your mental health. I'm going to cover that as well. Because going out and getting in nature has scientifically been proven that it is good for your mental health. So literally by going out and getting a walk in, not only are you going to burn more calories, right? You're going to have better mental health because you're out in nature, you're getting in sunshine. Like It's like 70% of the UK are deficient in vitamin D. Most of us should be taking vitamin D supplements. Um... If you aren't, I would suggest doing it. Obviously, as we would say, speak to a medical professional, maybe get your blood done first, but the majority of us do. I know I definitely suffer from that, sad, 100%, which is seasonal depression. Because, man, when that sun is out, I am a different person. It is unbelievable. And so this was one way to also help combat that, is going out. It's good for your mental health. It helps get your steps in, keeps you active, and it doesn't cause a lot of stress. Now, when it comes to our knee, what are some simple ways that we can do it? Well, simple ways that you can do it, as I've mentioned briefly, is parking further away from the shops. My other half will tell you, drives are insane. Whenever I drive, I will always park so far. I will park in the furthest corner away from the shops because I'm like, cool, let's go. It will get some more steps in. We'll walk across the whole length of the car park to get into the shops, right? I never park close to the car park. Also, because I don't trust, there's a lot of old people where I live, right? And they're dodgy drivers. They're a little bit hapless with their doors. They're opening their doors onto your car and it drives me insane. So I do park away, not only to get the steps in, but also because it's safer because there's no one parks really far away because someone's lazy. Yes, I said it. You know, if you park close, it's because you're being lazy, right? So I park further away, get your steps in. When I go to the stores, like this is super simple. I go up and down every aisle. I literally kid you not, I go up and down every aisle. And it's just get my steps on whilst I'm in there. I'm like, I've come to the shops. I'm not in a rush. Let's just walk them down every aisle. Have a little mooch around, see if anything takes my fancy. And I walk out again. Taking the stairs rather than the lift. I never take the lift. I do now because I have a child with a pram. So I have to take the lift. But if I'm on my own, I will never take the lift. I will always take stairs, always take escalators. Even when we were in, literally I can think of it now, when I went snowboarding like a month ago, we were in the airport and those floor speedy things, right? 
I refuse to use them. I'm like, why? We don't need to use them. Unless it's in a park, we have to jump on them. Because I'm like, what's the point in using the floor escalator? Yes, it makes you move faster, but just walk. Like, it is not going to... It's like when you're in a rush and you're driving a car. I'm like, what difference is five minutes going to make? Like, nothing. You're not going to miss... Unless you're rushing to you miss your plane, you don't need to jump on those escalators, walk. You can just walk upstairs, right? You've been... And I always think about this. Maybe it's because of my disabled brother, but I'm like, I am an able-bodied person Use your legs. Have the ability to go outside and get for walks. Take the stairs. You are able-bodied. We have been blessed with legs. We've been blessed with the ability to move. Not everyone has been blessed with this. Like, take advantage of it and be grateful for what we have on offer. So park further away. Take the stairs. Some simple things are like, oh, but Ryan, I work in an office. I can't do it. And I'm like, well, you can. There's little ways of doing it. One great tip that I say to my clients. So I'm like, when you're working... Every 55 minutes, get up and go for a five-minute walk around the office to stretch your legs. An easy way to get around with it so you don't get the sack, have a cup of water. Because what this will also do is it means that not only it will remind you to get your water up, right? Every hour you go for a five-minute walk because you'll have to go fill your water up. So you're constantly going to be drinking throughout the day, making sure you get eight glasses of water. There you go. See, winner, winner, chicken dinner. And then also what it allows you to do is get up and go for a walk. So rather than obviously sitting down in your office, you're not doing too much, you now have an excuse to actually jump up and go for a walk and get your steps in. Some of my clients do it and they're like, well, this is so easy to hit my steps now. I literally can hit them whilst at work because I just get up. If you're slightly more able and you work from home, you could get a standing desk like I have and get a walking pad. A couple of my clients have bought them. They're not that expensive. I think this was about 70 or 80 pounds. I think, but for the fact of uh, like a whole treadmill, like treadmills are thousands. I know the treadmills that I used to go to the gym, they used to be like 11 grand. This treadmill is like less than 100 quid and I literally am able to use it. It helps me hit my steps every day. Whenever I have meetings with clients or other um, people that I have for business and things, or I'm recording a podcast right now, I turn this bad boy on and I'm literally walking as we are talking. So not only am I being productive, I'm getting my steps in and I'm burning calories and getting shredded in the the process as well. Like what better one is that? So that is another way that you can directly do it is if you get a walking pad and you can walk whilst you do work. But other ways to do it about the office and obviously about getting that there. I know a couple of my clients walk to work, right? We literally change their route to work. Instead of the walk to work taking 10 minutes for one of my clients, it takes 20 minutes. That 10 minutes isn't massive, right? One of my clients used to walk half an hour. She now takes 45 minutes to work to work. It's only 15 minutes. And ultimately, when you say I don't have time, you do have time. It comes down to your priorities. Everyone has time for 15, 20 minute walk in the day. If you say you don't, I guarantee you swipe on your phone and you do something that you are prioritizing over your health. That is some tough love right there. Listen to it and take that on board. So yeah, anyway, moving on to our lighter things. So also what I want to talk about is this 10K rule. Like... (laughs) 10,000 steps. First and foremost, is it magical? Is it going to burn me, get me shredded in 12 weeks? No. 10,000 steps isn't anything magical. It was just a bought. I can't even remember the reasons for why it was bought around. It was bought around it because it was like, I can't remember, it was like an average number of stud- when they studied how many people did an average steps, rah, 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 right? But the best way to set, a, the best way to make sure that you stay active is to set a step count, right? And the best way to set a step count a lot of people set 10K steps, which is fine because it's a step count that is higher than what you do. And it therefore means that you have to be active to get yourself to those step numbers, right? Now, the thing is, is that for some people, 
you say you average 3,000 steps a day, right? Because you're an office worker, don't really move much, pretty sedentary. And you go from three to 10,000. You're going to have to do a lot of work. Probably you're talking like an hour, hour and 15 minute walk at a relatively decent pace to get those in. If that's feasible for you, absolutely cool. But if you don't have an hour, hour and a quarter spare to just go out and go for a stroll and a jolly, then maybe it's not going to be. You just need to think about having a target to start with. I would argue that's probably about 2,000, if not two to 3,000 more than what you currently do. Why, you may ask? Because it just means that you're going to have to put in some effort. Because there's no... I mean, ultimately, you don't have to. No, you could just set your calories to just like be in line with what your current activity level is and you're going to lose weight absolutely fine. But ultimately know this, that when you store, you're going to have to reduce your calories. If you get your output up, your calories can stay the same for longer. It means you can eat more and still lose weight. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's the second time I said this, this podcast, but yeah. So what you want to think about, right? When I'm at home and I go to the gym and then I come back and I sit at my desk, right? My average steps, honestly, are like four to 5,000. And I was like, that's not good, Ryan. Like generally that's that's super low, but also that's just not good for your health, right? I think there's some studies that recently show that people do less than 6,000 steps. It's actually not great for your health. So I was like, you've got to change that, man. You're meant to be this epiphany of knowledge when it comes to weight loss and staying active and healthy. And there you are sitting on your backside, 4,000 steps. So we got this walking pad and I didn't really use it. And then recently I was probably about, I don't know, five, six weeks ago. Um, I was like, right, this needs to change. And I was like, I'm going to set myself 8,000 steps a day. I have to set myself a target, right? Because I need to have goals and I need to have specifics to hit. I can't just have like, yeah, just try and be more active. It doesn't work for me. And I think for most of you out there, it's probably exactly the same. You have to set parameters on it. You have to set specifics on it. Otherwise, it won't happen. So I was like, cool, I'm going to do 8,000 steps a day. And it is a task, but it's a task that I now do easily. Because one, I just do a little five-minute warm-up when I go to the gym in the mornings. I then go to the gym in the mornings. Between each set, I just walk around the gym a little bit for 60 seconds before I go do my next set of an exercise. When I get home, whenever I do my meetings, if I have my meetings, I can only do it for an hour because my treadmill gets really hot. Um, so I, and Hayden will tell you this, I'm sure, if you haven't heard it already, is that Hayden's uh, walking pad actually set alike because he was on it for too long. So I know not to push the boundaries with these. Um, and I will always know that I've got meetings every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday with Hayden. I've got a, a few meetings on Tuesday. And so it's just really Thursday that I have to be conscious to walk more than anything. Because otherwise I know that I've got at least one hour worth of meetings and I can just jump on my treadmill. And that now, literally jumping for an hour on this treadmill and then doing a little bit and just general movement gets me eight, nine K easily. And I'm like, awesome, perfect stuff. And this is it. I've managed to find something. And this is exactly what you want to do is set it higher. So I've set it about three to 4,000 higher than what it was because I wanted to push myself for my health as well. But take your time, push yourself, right? Don't, if you like, yeah, I average get six to 8,000 steps. If my clients come to me and they're like, I average six to 8,000, I'm like, cool, 8,000 is the goal. Because I'm like, most of us will be like, no, yeah, I sometimes hit it, sometimes. I'm like, cool, now you're going to purposely hit it because it means you're going to put in a bit of effort, right? It means you're going to increase your output ever so slightly, not going to be stressful, doesn't need recovery, but it's going to get you to think. We then obviously do that like that. And then a little while it takes you kind of a little bit of time to work out, right, where's the best going to be doing it? I first started to go for walks first thing in the morning. It's dark. It's miserable. I was like, oh, it's just not my jam, you know, just going for walks in the morning anymore. In the summer, I literally promise you now when the clocks go back, the sun starts coming out, I will get up 5 a.m. and I'll go for a half hour walk every morning. Love it, right? But I wake up anywhere between kind of like around just after probably about six-ish, give or take when my daughter wakes up. 
Again, anyone out there knowing they're a parent, the days of just getting up at 5A and jumping out of bed and being able to go to bed at nine and having to just to sleep all the way through, they are non-existent. Okay, we get up quite a lot. You get woken up quite a lot. So I tend to just wake up as I naturally wake up now, which is usually anywhere around six. Sometimes it can even be seven. I literally get a lion these days. Madness. But I don't go for that walk because also what it means is that I've, I've prioritized my sleep, but then also I'm like, oh, well, I don't really have time to go for a half hour walk in the morning. Otherwise, it just slows my day down. So how can I? I could if I prioritize, I just set an alarm and get up. I'm like, look, my sleep's important for me. And this is the difference between prioritizing in regards to like playing on Facebook or prioritizing. I'm like, right, sleep's better. So I'm like, I'd rather sleep in an extra hour and then do my steps in an hour whilst I'm on a meeting and doing something else. Because now I've combated two things and I haven't taken any more time, right? So this is what you've got to think. You've got to think about how this works for you. Setting it higher, a little bit higher, not too high. And then think about how in your day that you could fit it. Could you just start by being a little bit more generally active, getting up, getting a glass of water, parking further away, getting steps up? Could you go for a 10 minute walk each day? Like, I think that every single person on this planet should go for a 10, 15 minute walk outside every day if they can. It's good for your physical health, your mental health, your activity levels, everything. I know sometimes it's not purpose. You know, a lot of my clients even just pop out lunch and you honestly, right? Everyone gets a lunch break, you get like an hour, right? I can tell you now that it doesn't take you an hour to eat your lunch. And I can tell you now that I guarantee most of you, some of you will work through it because you're hard workers, right? But others of you will probably be sitting, I'm a little bit of tough love this Friday, isn't it? We'll be sitting on your phone, right? You'll eat for like 20 minutes and you'll just sit buggering around on your phone for 40 minutes. And I'm like, you could have literally gone and walked and buggered on your phone, right? And this is it. So I literally used to do it with my client. One of my clients was like, yeah, I usually come home and before I start my, like, before I start my evening, like stuff that I need to do, I'll sit down for half hour playing TikTok, right? I was like, okay, cool. But she has a cycle bike. I was like, cool. What I want you to do now, instead of sitting on the sofa playing on TikTok, I just want you to go for a walk or jump on your Peloton and go for, and go and play on TikTok. I was like, I'm not removing TikTok. I was like, I'm just getting you to do something whilst playing on TikTok that's going to help benefit our goals. So I want you to think when you're setting it, set yourself a target, two to 3,000 more than what you currently do on average to help push yourself. Once you've done that, have a little think. Where can you get your steps up? Can you go for a daily walk? Where would you fit it in? If you can't, okay, what can you do? Maybe get a treadmill uh, walking pad like I do at my desk. Maybe you start to go out for walks at lunch. Also, that helps with digestion. If you eat your lunch, then go for a walk. It actually helps your digestion, helps things move better. And it's actually better for your health as well. Can I park further away when I go to work? Can I park further away and walk? If I'm walking to work, maybe I catch a tube. Like I know some of my clients used to do in London. They used to get off a stop before and walk to help up their steps. They're really simple, basic things that don't take much thought once you're set. And then it's so easy. And that's what this whole weight loss malarkey is about. It's about trying to get it and keep it as simple as possible so you get the results you want whilst causing as little friction in your life as possible. Neat is one of the most valuable things that you can do. Move more, get active, get outside, go for walks, set relevant targets, think about how your day is and do it. I honestly promise you now, you will be able to consume more calories lose body fat and enjoy life much better just by getting your knee up. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is my speech on knee. I've been waffling for 20 minutes, so I'm going to stop there. But I hope that helped. And as I said, make sure you like, make sure you subscribe and let me know. If you're going out for walks, man, if you're going out for walks, you're getting your steps in, take a photo, tag me in it, right? I'll share it to my stories. I love people getting involved and people tagging me and stuff and seeing people implement the things that we talk about in the podcast or questions and answers that I've given in DMs or on lives and stuff. 
share the podcast, share you getting your steeps up, tag me, I'll drop you some recipe books, free of charge, straight to your inbox. What better deal is that on a Friday? All right, team. Well, this will probably be going live on Monday because I'm going to send it to the editor now. And hopefully, Mr. Andy, the editor, his name is Andy, by the way, he'll hear this, uh, didn't have too many issues with my amazing walking pad in the background. I think if I stop talking, it does kind of like hustle a bit. I hope there's not too much background noise. There is, Andy, I'm sorry, all right? I try my best. I try to do this for you. And I feel like I let you down multiple times, but I'm working on it. But apart from that, everyone else, as always, if you need anything, drop me a DM. If you're struggling to work out your weight loss calories, drop me the word calories and I'll send you our calorie calculator. If you want one-to-one coaching, you're interested and want to hear a little bit more info about how we're helping women drop up to 30 pounds in 90 days, then just drop me the word academy into my inbox on Instagram, which is ryansmith1, and I can give you more info on how our coaching works. We can see if we're a good fit, and then we can talk through the relevant next steps from there. But apart from that, hope you guys are enjoying the show. Welcome back. This is literally going to be constant now. Don't you worry. Even if I can't drag Hayden on it, it's going to be a one-man band. And I'll get some guests on. I think some of my clients wanted to come on, so we'll get some of them. I'll get some other coaches and trainers as well to talk about some specific stuff. I'm going to hunt down someone for menopause. I think that's going to be a really important one. My, my knowledge on menopause is improving. I'm doing a lot of research recently, but I know there's a few people out there who have mental knowledge on men- menopause, and it would be really helpful as well. So, guys, apart from that, enjoy. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, 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 hey.